This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Yes, you're around the world. This is Detours here at City Village Studios of Joy 94.9. I'm Greg Atkins and I'm joined by Mark. Morning, Melbourne. To oh, yes. Welcome to this sunny, beautiful day. <laughs> Fantastic. Is it actually an interesting day at Greg, Melbourne? you know that I believe that perception is reality. And in my world and in my mind, this is a beautiful day and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> oh, I believe you too. <laughs> you. Now, it's a jam-packed show today. We've, we're going to have, uh, coming up in the second half, we'll have Meredith Little and Children of Cambodia, this fabulous enterprise she set, set up in Cambodia to work with uh, primary school age kids and ensure they actually get the opportunities in life that we don't have in our lives here. So that's the second half of the show. The first half of the show, we've got a group, an ensemble of five young people that certainly have those opportunities in life and are teasing them as far as they can take it. We've got the the crew of a, a new musical called Suitcases, Baggage and Other Synonyms here in our studio. Good in morning. morning. When did you get here? <laughs> we flew in. Oh, very good. So... Um, how about we have uh, Barnaby Rita come to the microphone just to describe and introduce everyone else in the studio. Hey, um, my name's Barnaby and I've written the music for this crazy group of kids. Um, here today we have Mel, we have Sarah, Hannah and Casey and... Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you all. <laughs> oh, afternoon, sorry. Technically, <laughs> it's a weekend. Seven minutes. Yeah. So I, I want to know, how do you five passionate people get together and think of something that's so catchy that we've dragged you in to be on Australia's premier travel show on radio? I mean, apart from obviously being madly in love with each other, um, we, uh, we uh, met each other at a course that we studied two years ago called Showfit, um, which, is a, which is a music theatre course. course, yeah. Um, so we decided that we wanted to take that further and create our own work. Um, so we have written this show based on basically our friendship, a bit of travel, um, a bit of uh, comedy as well, and, and obviously, um, you know, just about us and our friendship and, and you know, the reason that we, you know, we want to be together and, and, and travel and, and see the world. But Case, how do you start? Do you start with a blank sheet of paper? Do you sit around a table? <laughs> do you start walking down the street, a tune comes into your head, tram dings, you've got the backing, <laughs> it's all going on. Just what happens? That. Um, yeah, well, basically, we um, we all kind of got together and had the idea that we wanted to write a show together, and it kind of just came up in conversation one day that we, we all wanted to go on holiday, and then, right. obviously, we thought, let's run with this idea, so... Um, let's write we, a show. Yeah, so... If we can't go, let's write a show about it. Yeah, exactly. We were all kind of living out our very poor performer lives and <laughs> to sort of escape into this wonderful world where we could go wherever we wanted. So that's kind of how we started. then grab a metronome or a whiteboard <laughs> or... Um, yeah, they we, give me a Barney. very ambiguous idea of what they want the song to be and then we sit around a piano at VCA for hours on end until we're happy with something. Ah, yeah, we're, we're very wonderful. lucky um, to have Barney on board. He's 
quite the musical genius and we certainly could not have written the show without him as uh, none of the ladies in the show are particularly musically inclined. Well, do you know, Barney was in the ensemble of Spring Awakening here in Melbourne. And, I was, and, yeah. uh, and I saw him perform and if you're a standout performer even though, oh, you know, thank from you. the ensemble. It's good when people take over. Thank it's you. really good. Oh, wow. Now, what's the first song we're going to hear today? Uh, this is the I song and I think Casey's going to tell you a little bit about that. Yeah, it's essentially an introduction to the show and I come home, um, you know, and, and Sarah was supposed to have planned the holiday and to be perfectly honest I'm really annoyed that you haven't planned it. I will plan this one Casey. I always plan these things Sarah. I always I do it. I just told you that I will plan it. I just wish you would take things seriously I for once. I just calm down. I am a singer slash actress. How is that relevant at all? Shh. So obviously I'm mostly a waitress because it's really hard in Melbourne for folks that are like me. There aren't that many musical jobs, so we settle for serving tea. I guess it really could be worse. It's silly to complain, because I could always work in an office. <laughs> good one, Hannah. Very good. I, I work in an office. In other words, I, um, I, I pretty much sit at my desk and I read Fifty Shades of Grey all day. Um, it's a very, very amazing, well-written piece of literature. So inappropriate. I mean, all I want to sing is jazz, it's not as simple as that. I can type pretty fast and laminate, but I just learned how to scat. When did you get here? Oh, it's so nice that you could be here for the radio. Oh my God. Sorry, continue. Keep going. Who doesn't know I exist? I mean, all I want to do is be his bow. But that'll never happen because he's a big flaming mo. It could be worse and I mean, really, shh. I could be serving food from a rotating spit. Okay, Mel, at Noodlebox we serve from walks. It's not a Turkish wedding. I am an aspiring comedian. Ah, 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 ah. Okay, and actually, I think my OCD helps me. Please tell us why. I will tell you why. Because when you're making observations, you need to write them down. And when my notes get messy, I can't help but to frown. I find it really stressful when things are out of place. My bed is made, my clothes are hung, my socks are paired. I wash my mum, I eat my lunch, line up, bitch, from my hygiene. DVDs, I line them up, I line She's them up, baby, A, B, A, B, C, D, F, G. Casey, I cannot believe you brought that into the studio. You can't be reading when we're on the radio. Are you reading Fifty Shades of Grey right now? How do you sing and speak at the same time? Okay, it's very difficult, Sarah, but I manage it, as I said, because it's a very good book. It's very addictive. Okay? Can you please put the book down? Okay. Just put it down. I'm putting it down. I want to talk to you at the end of the broadcast, Casey, okay? Okay. Okay? Okay. 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 I'm So what mistake have you just made? I picked up the book again. Yeah. Yeah. Put it away. Barney, can you take it off me, please? Okay. 
<laughs> Very good. Very good. That's Bring the first work. time I think a question has been answered in that fashion. <laughs> Uh, it's really it's inspiring stuff, and you guys are inspirational. I mean, this is the start of a, I think, a fantastic career ahead for you. It's, it's just great and so fun that it's connected to travel and tourism. Absolutely. Now, the the, the title, uh, suitcases, baggages, and baggage. Sorry, and other synonyms. Yes. Tell us more about that because that's uh, a very unusual way to. Uh, to um, name a show. Yeah, we we're basically huddled around my bed at my house, yeah. and um, we're like. We're thinking, what do we want the show to be called? We couldn't, you know, we, we just couldn't come up with something. Then Hannah just turns, because Hannah's, Hannah's very articulate. Yeah, Hannah's spontaneous <laughs> and very articulate sometimes. And she just goes, what about suitcases, baggage, and other synonyms? And we all just stopped and went. We loved it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like that. So um, we rolled with it. And although it is a bit wordy, we, um, <laughs> yeah. we stand by it and we, and we think it, uh, it perfectly reflects the show. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, now what happens... Are you going to give us a bit of an idea of the story arc? Because it's got to be a bit more than a luggage shop, right? <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. Basically, right. basically so, the idea... Um, the show sort of follows um, our, our little group that we have and kind of the the ups and downs of trying to plan a holiday and trying to kind of accommodate everybody's likes and dislikes and dietary requirements and um, <laughs> other such things. And um, obviously we... <laughs> sexual preferences. And um, we get very sidetracked along the way and are kind of constantly having to, to draw ourselves back to, to getting, getting, getting on point. So, um, yeah, we, we just think it's... So- Tell us in some more detail. You, you're getting together and you've come up with a combination Thailand slash Europe slash Machu Picchu borderline shy wild holiday. And then you're trying to put this all together. And this is the story. Is this, and so where does it go from here? Do you want to take this one? Um, yeah. So, <laughs> we, yeah, I would love to. Um, so we, we pretty much list def- different def- destinations, mm-hmm. um, each that we would prefer to go to um, and... They're pretty much shut down pretty, yeah. pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. Um, because we're not focused enough. And you come to a resolution, clearly. Yes. We do. Yeah, we do at the a end. A little friend called Gran helps us uh, figure uh, that out. Sarah's She's one of the. Yep, yeah. I play Gran. She's one of the characters in the show. So the holiday house in Mortlake? That's it, pretty much. That's it. She actually calls us. She, she calls us over Skype because she's on a Kentucky tour. Um, she's eighty six, and uh, and we realise, yeah, and she's talking yeah. about Times she's Square, she's and we realise that that's the place. Now, look, I'm, I'm going to spend my next trouble with you guys. I reckon it'd be fabulous. <laughs> it'd be so much fun. Now, before we go, we want one more song, but we want yeah, to find please. out where people can go to hear you perform. Um, if you want some more details about the show, uh, we have a Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com slash S-B-O-S Cabaret, which stands for Suitcases, Baggage and Other Synonyms. And if anyone's listening... Ooh, that was me on the piano. <laughs> if anyone's listening, uh, mention that you have listened to us on Joy. Like the page, mention you've listened to us on Joy, and we will pick one lucky person to get a double pass to the show. Fantastic. We'll put that up on our Detours Facebook page as well. So right. yeah. Which Absolutely. is fantastic. It's been a pleasure. And what's the next song, our last song to take you out? What's it going to be? Well, um, somewhere in the show, uh, we come to the conclusion that the male species isn't our favourite. And I... I <laughs> There's a collective... Species? Species? Yes. <laughs> they, they, I don't realise yeah. we, we, we kind of all have, have an individual anecdote about mm-hmm. our run-ins with men in general <laughs> and... Uh, how when we're not looking too favourably uh, upon these people, nope. <laughs> um, 
but yes, then then Barney decides that he has a particular song that he really feels passionate, passionate about, about. Yep. and um, yes, this is the grinder song. <laughs> You're on Joy 94.9. This is Detours with the cast and crew. In fact, it's the cast of Suitcases, Baggage and, and Other Synonyms. the creative. The creative team. Yeah, yes. Yes, absolutely. Hit it, boys. There came an app three years ago That shows you all the closest gays As long as you're a mo It's for those gays who don't have time To go out to the greyhound And waste all night in line But no, some guys just abuse this right I'm just gonna sing about it now I don't wanna cause a fight Some sit at home and talk dirty to me They ask about my fetishes And no! I will not pee. I don't want to know. I just want to see that Mr. Right doesn't have an STD. How am I supposed to find love on Grinder when all that I can do is turn my distance off so freaks can't find ya? How am I supposed to find Mr. Right when all that I do is get crotch pics sent to me at night? I'll delete it now to keep the freaks at bay. I don't really care if you're three feet away. I don't want to come around. I don't want to do it now. I don't want to get in bed because I think you're foul. Uh, just because I'm a twink doesn't mean that I can think you'll be way too pink. I know you're on the prowl. How am I supposed to find love on Grinder? I'm sorry I phoned, but I'm just going to have to do without ya. How am I supposed to find my main man? I'm going to look now, but while I wait, it's just me and my hand. I know you're out there and I'm right here. You'll be six foot tall. I'm going to age like Richard Gere. And so tonight, we'll actually, when we close, I'll delete it from my phone and plan how I'll propose. the gayest song I've ever heard and we're on joy <laughs> that's fantastic thank you very much that thank was you. outstanding thank you for having thank us you. thank you it's Barnaby Reader and of course and I'm Casey Sarah Melissa and Hannah thanks thank for having you. us thank you so thank much what an amazing show and it, yes it is travel related it, it is on <laughs> joy 94.9 <laughs> stay with us all the way through to one o'clock We've been around the world and nothing gets us excited like Detours on Joy 94.9. This is Detours with Mark and Greg. That was a fabulous cast of Suitcases, Baggage and Other Cinnamons. You're on Joy 94.9. Stay with us through to one o'clock. Pete Dillon joins us with cravings at that time. You're on Detours with Greg and Mark. Fabulous Saturday afternoon here, broadcasting from Melbourne, from the beautiful heart of the city. sunny Melbourne. Oh, beautiful sunny Melbourne. <laughs> Look at that day. You're trying to wish it on us, aren't you? I, I tell you, I, <laughs> I, I just if I uh, believe hard enough and wish hard enough and 
clap my feet <laughs> or anything possible, it'll be a beautiful day. Uh, so I'm projecting a little bit here. Uh, uh, we've actually got someone else in the studio with us, Greg. Did we you realize that? Joining us now is Meredith Little. Welcome, Meredith. Hello, Meredith. Thank you. Now, you're a fabulous woman. You're doing some amazing work in Southeast Asia, in Cambodia. That's right. Absolutely amazing work. And it's a privilege to have you join us in Absolutely. the studio today. Thank you for Thank coming you. in. Thank you very much. Please, so, pleasure to be here. Actually, uh, I think everyone's heard enough of uh, the Greg and Mark Road Show. Let's hear about Meredith and, and what you've achieved and what you're achieving. Uh, you've, you've tell, take us through from the beginning of your story, Meredith. Okay. Well, in um, August 2009, my husband and I travelled over to Cambodia, fell in love with the place, and um, was this is uh, uh, travelling through Cambodia from a tourist point of view, or was it for business? Yes. And, okay, so yeah. you were able to travel a lot of Cambodia through this? We did Phnom Penh and then made our way up to Siem Reap. Um, Siem Reap having Angkor Wat, which is a magnificent temple, um, and my husband being a history nut was definitely on his list. So we went there. We had a, uh, a lovely Cambodian tourist guide. His name's Bun Reith, and um, he took us everywhere for five days, and we got talking to him about the children because they were just right. everywhere. Right, and how did your perceptions change over the five days you were there? I'm sure, what were your first well, uh, thoughts when you arrived and, and how did that uh, change your thinking over the five days? Okay, I was a little bit concerned um, travelling to Cambodia. It had a, um, a bad conception that it's not an, a safe country to go to. But uh, it, I gradually realised that it was, um, that... You, you, as a tourist, you are quite safe. You've still got, you know, things that happen, but it happens in any country that you go to. Right. So, um, yeah, it, it just, I relaxed, we relaxed, we enjoyed, and just basically fell in love with the place. I'm interested to know the, the stark contrast you were experiencing. Often for the first traveller to Southeast Asia, to, well, to Cambodia, in fact, there are some stark realisations that their lot is different to our lot. What yep. what are those first impressions? Uh, the poverty, yes. the The roads that they um, they travel on, basically just strips of bitumen with uh, dirt either side. Uh, the ox carts going taking families. The the motorbikes that you see in any Asian country with at least five or six people on them. Um, bicycles everywhere. Fascinating. Yeah, it's all it's all yeah crowded in and. Um, you you suddenly realise how much freedom we've got around here, how wonderful our city is because yeah. it's uh, we take care of it. We, we've got money to take care of it. And so uh, over those five days you were mentioning the children and how, um, uh, how did that experience take you to where you are now? What were the catalysts? What were the things that, that happened or you experienced during your, 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 your first few days? Well, it was... Uh, a little bit obvious that there were a lot of children out on the road um, and, and just wandering. So we found out then that a typical Asian, there's the morning sessions of education and then the afternoon se- sessions where they split them up. But then a lot of them just didn't seem to be going to school at all. So we asked Bunreath what was happening and he said, well, they may not be able to buy an exercise book and you've got to have an exercise book to go right. to school. Um if you can manage a uniform, that's even better. But it's, you know, if you don't have an exercise book and a pencil, you don't go. Um, right. So. And it's up to the parents to buy those. And the parents, you know, a lot of them, 
on a dollar a day, two dollars a day, they can't afford to buy a twenty cent book because yeah. and, you know if there's multiple members in the family, it all adds up. So it's um, it's very difficult for them to provide. So did this uh, then lead you onto the thinking that you wanted to do something about getting these kids instead of? Yeah, try to help some of them get to school, get an education, yep. uh, especially in their Khmer language because right. the 65%. Now, do you speak any Khmer or? Mm, I've got a few words, but yeah. that's about it. So how do you, uh, take us through the process. You see, you, you, you've identified an issue. You've fallen in love with this country and these people. Yes. Uh, you've identified an issue that is something that you believe that you could uh, contribute to improving. Mm-hmm. How did, what was the next step? How did you go about this? Because I'm sure we've all been through that, but very few of us have taken the actual step to then create the positive change and commit to it. Mm. How did you get to that point? Um, by my husband saying that you've got to do it properly when you get back. And right. so... Uh, and then the next step from... It was to come back, uh, go to Consumer Affairs and set us up as an incorporated association. Okay. And then from there we were able to register for fundraising. Right. And then from there we started the fundraising. And you started that when? Back in... Uh, the, the actual kickoff was June 2010. Okay, so you're recent. And, and you've been able to achieve some results for the Cambodian children in that meantime? Yes. Yeah. So tell us about that. Oh, I go over there twice a year with yeah. my um, fellow board member, Pam Shanks, and she and I, we buy the uh, necessary items that the schools need, right? Um, which is basically exercise book for everybody but we get a really the thickest book we can get pen pencils rubbers all the stationery that they need um we also buy items for the teachers because they still got chalk on blackboards so we buy boxes of that for them um and then we we you know look at the finances and if we can we then move into the uniforms. and So uh, have you got some stories for us that you'd like to share about changes that this has made uh, to children? Yeah, well, we're starting to see the children make it through the different year levels. Yes. Um, it's great. You know, we're going back in October to um, the start of the school year. So I'm, I'm hoping to see the, the little ones that all made the, the step up to the next year level. How rewarding. It is. And the, the wonderful thing is that we're the, the principals are actually having children come to him and ask if they can get an education. And one day he had um, 12 kids turn up. He'd never seen any of these kids. They'd never been in the school system. And was this word of mouth or is there somebody yes. on the ground? Do you have a connection in Cambodia? Where, where exactly are you working? In? Is it, we, we work out of Sam Reap right. um, and the tour guide, Bun Reef, he is our man on the ground. Right. He's my um, interpreter, bodyguard, you name it. Um, I just get in touch with him and he, he takes care of everything for me. Right. So um, he found the school for us, the first one. Um, which is in Pumo, at 65 kilometres on the back road to Route 6 to Phnom Penh. And on those roads you were talking about, the roads weren't very easy to traverse. How long would it take you to go those 65 kilometres? Uh, it's, it's about just over the hour. Okay, so it's not yeah, too bad. It's not too bad. That, that is actually a, a highway, right. so it is a little bit better 
than uh, most of the other roads around. Okay, so the, you, yeah. you're you're working on the accessibility of the the tools that kids need just to get the education, and then they get the education. So the the Cambodian uh, government provides teachers. Is that what happens, or is it a community based? No, they initiative? pay for the teachers. Right. Uh, if they have a morning session, they get forty dollars a month, right. US dollars a month. If they get uh, the morning and afternoon, they get eighty dollars a month. So it's um, uh, pretty thin because they've yeah. they've worked it out. It's about seventy five dollars a month is the a manageable amount of money for a person, but that's including a family as well with these teachers because most of the time the teachers have got children. Absolutely. Now it's been very hard, I think, working in a in, in an environment as a teacher. I mean, the the wage for teachers in Cambodia is around about forty dollars a month, isn't it? That's the uh, yeah. what a teacher makes in Cambodia. Well, uh, if they don't get an eight, afternoon yeah. session, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So if you have your own kids and you're struggling yourself and you're in an environment where you're teaching kids that may or may not even be able to come to school next week or next month, mm. um, it must be a really tough thing for them because they're constantly bathed in their own um, you know, situation. Mm. Have you met with many teachers and actually got to understand and share stories? Teachers here in teachers Melbourne? In, teachers in Cambodia? Um, well, only the teachers that are at the schools, um, but once again, I don't speak Khmer. Um, there, are, there is two teachers that can speak very broken English um, but they're just so happy the ladies actually cry when we leave because yeah. they don't want us to go but we've actually um, Pam and I have actually given our own money to the teachers we give them all $20 and recently at a, a, a dinner I met up with a gentleman and was telling him about it and he asked me how many teachers all up and I told him 30 and then a week later in the bank account was money for me to give every one of these teachers $20. And it's a different, if you think about it, I mean, if someone gives a person money here as a gift, it gets spent or frittered away or, you know, it's blown on, on immediate, um, I suppose, luxury needs. But over there, we're talking about basics. We're talking about human dignity. We're talking about the difference between poverty and not quite as poor, mm. by no means rich. They're significant inputs that people can provide through you and uh, and others have done to the local community there. Mm. Yeah, so it, it means that those teachers can either buy themselves some clothes where they feel good going to school or they take care of their family and buy that bag of rice that's so expensive and or just whatever they basically need. Well, Meredith, where do you see children of Cambodia going in the future and how do people who might be listening uh, contribute or participate in that? Okay. Um, we just want to keep working on, on the primary schools at this stage. We do have a, a plan for high school that's well and truly in the future. There, we have three primary schools now and uh, we support over 1,300 kids. Wow. In October, we're going to see the fourth and fifth school in their, this little district that we're working. So um, uh, we just want to keep 
making sure that they've got everything that they need to keep getting them through the different levels. And by, by saying everything they need, it's as simple as uh, text, uh, not textbooks, uh, uh, exercise books, yeah. pencils, erasers, the absolute core fundamentals that people have around. Um, are you soliciting for cash donations or are you looking for people to contribute in-kind goods, uh, pens, books that could be forwarded uh, to? No, pens and books don't work for me because it's so expensive to take stuff right, over. Right, so it's better, it's cheaper to buy it's, it there. Too, I guess. Much better for me because we've found a, a stationery store where they can uh, help us out. Right. Uh, they have the numbers of books that we need. Um, like we have a, a uniform lady in the people's market, but right. she's been able to expand now. So um, we're helping all those ladies in the uniform. In okay, so talk to us about market. that, uh, the ongoing economic beneficial effects yeah, that the happen. The ripple effect. With, yeah, 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 that's a fascinating part yeah. of I mean, you're not just helping someone get a, 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 a full tummy in a tech. Uh, I keep saying textbooks, I don't know why. Um, a full t- books, <laughs> tummy yeah. and an exercise book. Yeah. There's more to uh, assisting communities in emerging uh, economies like this. Tell us more about the kind of ripple effects that you're currently seeing and where you hope to continue seeing them, uh, aside from the uniform lady that you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, well, um, she was the biggest one, yeah. um, but we've we found um, a young family who have started up a bike shop. Right. So uh, we go and get our bikes from there, which means now they're able to get more bikes in and they actually are able to employ another person and because they know that we're going to be back in October ordering bikes, they'll be able to get more people okay. on. To, so we're providing a little bit more employment in those three areas that we are. Now, you're on Detours. That voice is Meredith Little. You can email onair at joy.org.au or SMS 0427 569 That's onair at uh, 0427 joy949. And uh, do you have any questions about the passions that Meredith and her husband have around Cambodia? How you could see there's a, a, another need that stems up, upon the great work that Meredith is doing the next piece of work that you might like to suggest to Meredith that she looks at in the future uh, and stay with us because Mark and I have got so much more to talk about on Detours here on Joy 94.9 well you are staying with us <laughs> <laughs> and you're all welcome to stay as long as it takes we'll give us some music here on Joy this is Detours Keep us on air. Become a member today. Call 1300 Joy 949. And you are. You're on Detours. That song was a little song. It was uh, <laughs> by Mari Wilson. It was called Me, Myself, I, which is, we're, we're more than just Me, Myself, I. We're thinking today about other people, aren't we, Mark? Yeah, and we've actually been joined by another person. So um, take that. <laughs> Quick, would, you like, would you like to introduce Gary to our listeners, uh, please? Gary Little is the, uh, is the, I suppose, part of the creative force behind Meredith Little and Children of Cambodia. Because behind everyone and concepts, there's usually a partnership or people involved that support each other and nurture each other through probably tough journey through Cambodia, exploring poverty, exploring difference and exploring people that are less fortunate than we are. And Gary, welcome to the studio. 
Thank you, Greg. And yeah, it was um, it was actually great to to be over there, and probably Meredith touched on already about how we were touched by the kids when we first went to Cambodia in two thousand and nine, and it's now great to be able to offer something back. Did you see this in Meredith before you uh, you got married many years ago? Did you see this passion for other people? Wasn't that many years ago, Greg? Oh, okay. oh, Ten th- years. Thanks, Mark. Years. That was very generous. <laughs> it was the honeymoon. <laughs> Well, we probably both had passions, but probably for different things at the time. And and um, it's just interesting as you get to a stage in your life where you're reasonably comfortable, you see the opportunity to do something different and different passions passions eventuate. So mm. in that sense, it's been great to, to be able to do something different together. Yeah, it is good too. You've got a daughter. You share a daughter as well. How many kids do you have? We have two. Have two? Yes, Jared's our first. And then we have Rebecca. And Jared's also involved in the organisation, isn't he? Yes, both the kids are on our board. Oh, both of them are. Yeah. Both are on the board, That's yes. pretty awesome, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So and the next generation to hopefully take over. <laughs> and we want to shout out to, to Beck and Liz, her partner, because we know they're both listening today. Uh, I think you... And Jared. And Jared, of course. Hello, Jared. Sure, he's got the iPod buds in and listen to radio. But you've yeah. started, you might have started a bit of a dynasty in terms of supporting other people with overseas charities. Um, with no, Do you I've, see yourself as a philanthropic dynasty? A dynasty is an interesting concept that I probably hadn't thought of, but it's great to share something with the kids that um, is a bit different to perhaps what you'd normally do. And uh, the travel's involved, but it's also about how you add to broader communities. It's great. Well, exactly. so, so many parents um, save up and they, this nest egg is passed on after people finish their lives to the next generation. But it seems to me there's a bit of um, sharing between generations about values that goes far greater than the dollar that we amass in our lives. You guys are actually sharing, putting out there into the into the world. You're you're sharing that value. That's you can't pass that on through a will. Absolutely, and yeah. and we're very conscious that you know we're we're not. Um, it's not just about when you go sharing other things. It's about while you're alive and can do things together. And it's great to be able to do something like this that, wow. as you say, it's a, a value-driven thing rather than just dollars. Mm. Now, you all first travelled together. Can you remember the first time you ever uh, packed your bags, <laughs> yes. rolled or scrunched your stuff into that small suitcase and took off? Where was it? Yes, and it wasn't a small suitcase back in those days. <laughs> it was back in 77. Uh, we went to Singapore, um, Malaysia, Penang. It was for two weeks, had an absolute ball. Um, Gary had never travelled. I had. And, Where had you uh, been before that? Uh, my parents packed me up and sent me on a cruise for my 21st. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, get me out of the country. <laughs> but, um, where and was that's where my. It was just around the islands, Pacific Islands. Beautiful. Yes. Absolutely. That got beautiful. my travel bug going. Mm. And, it's uh, the first, you get bitten once and then you're infected the with the travel it. bug for life. Absolutely, Absolutely. Mark. It was yeah. interesting that I still remember Meredith's parents um, being very upset that we decided that we were going to travel before. Before we bought our first house, so um, but since then, travel's been a big part of our lives. Mm. Mm. Enormous part. How do you introduce your kids to travel? You take them to Europe when they're six and nine, <laughs> <laughs> and drag them around. And and what did you do? Feed them uh, big bowls of uh, chocolate milk in France, and a- absolutely, pizzas yeah. played a big part of their yeah. food in France. But it was great because. Um, we started off in, in America for a couple of weeks and took them to Disneyland was the, like the first place we went when we travelled. Right. So they had the excitement of Disneyland. The only trouble was Beck wasn't tall enough to go on a lot of the rides, so she felt a little left out. Yeah. But, um, and then sort of eight weeks in, in uh, England and the UK mm-hmm. and um, a week in uh, France staying right. in a jeet, which was wonderful as well. Amazing. So and have you been uh, to Cambodia as a family unit with uh, children of Cambodia or do you tend to travel a bit more piecemeal? 
families that. have come with us. Yes. Um, but Jared and his partner, Anne, um, they haven't quite got there to, to come. Jared's being more the voice of reason in the, in the board, sort of trying to keep me contained with all my crazy ideas. Right. <laughs> crazy ideas. One step at a time. Now, one thing you're exposed to is, and we'll talk about that in a little while, is food and culture part of, you know, exploring these, these fantastic lands. Uh, we also have an explorer of food and culture here at Join 94.9. He joins us now, Pete Dillon. Hello. Um, I'll be with you at one o'clock. Um, I'm, I love the food of, of that part of Asia. Um, I've just come back from a couple of weeks in Thailand and um, I just adore that food. Just yeah. don't eat chicken off the floating marker. That's my only piece of advice. Um, after one o'clock, we are talking um, spring grays. Everything's spring. So there's a whole bunch of events happening across Melbourne and regional Victoria for spring. So we're talking all about those and Street Smart, a... Um, a charity organisation that do a little collection in restaurants every year and support um, grassroots homelessness projects. That's the Pete awesome. Dillon. You can hear him at one o'clock on Cravings after Matt and his news. Keep tuned in. That all sounds very fascinating and delicious. When we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit more about, about some of that stuff, that fabulous food stuff that you've seen there in Cambodia as you've been around that lovely country. We've got a song for you now. What's your song, Mark? Ah, it's easy. easy. Oh, yeah. Here on Detours, you're with Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9. What a beautiful song, Mark. Oh, thanks. I sang it myself. <laughs> well, chose it myself, I should say. I'm going to correct that. Um, so it's a bit early for a Sunday morning, but we do have some guests here who are going to um, wrap up their their talks. And I think that we were about to start talking about Cambodian food. <laughs> What's your favourite? Tell us. We're, we're segueing into uh, Cravings program, which is following us on oh, uh, Joy okay. 94.9. And uh, so what was your favourite part? I, of- I love fish and mock. What's, what's Fishermock? Fishermock's sort of like a very creamy um, sauce. It's a, a little bit of um, spice, but not Cambodian food's not spicy like Thai food. Oh. Um, so it's nowhere near as spicy. It has a little bit of spice, but not really spicy. So, yeah, Fishermock would be my favourite. Fishermock? Yeah. yeah. It's like I know stew. from gefilte fish, but I don't know from Fishermock. <laughs> is, is that yeah, the same as yours? Yeah, or like a green curry, you know. Comes out looking like that. Comes out looking like that. Well, we've done cooking classes there, and what ours comes out looking like bears nothing like what theirs comes out looking like. And Meredith? Uh, The green mango salad. Ah. Which is really. Shared with Thailand, they have a very similar. Yeah. 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 Mm. Great food in that part of the world. Absolutely awesome. And Mm. I I believe we're going to hear some more um, delicious tales coming up in the next program. Did you find much difference across the regions? Because you've been, you're you're operating 60 k's north of Siem Reap. What about Nyon Pen? Have you have you found there's a food and cultural difference between the two regions? Not really. I mean, in Phnom Pen, we tended to eat um, probably more Western type food when we're there in Phnom Pen, and ate more t- sort of Cambodian food when we're in Siem Reap. Right. But our daughter Beck was and Liz were very adventurous. They went to a local restaurant and and ate all sorts of goodies like um, small small birds and. I dread to think what else was on the menu. Yeah. Small forks? The or how does this work? <laughs> Very small forks, I suspect. Yeah, yeah, they tried snake as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and frogs. Right. Yeah, and bats. We weren't, and that, bats. Adven- yeah. We weren't that adventurous. Yeah. Well. But they went with Bunraith, who was just dying to take somebody... 
and show show off his cuisine. Yeah, oh, good yeah, on him. Yeah, good on him. Yeah, so. Now, what we always like to ask our travellers is um, things that you've taken to Cambodia that you perhaps should have left at home, shouldn't have packed in your bag, and things that you didn't take that you needed. What are the tips for travellers? Well, I think from last time, we were, when I was there in October last year, there'd been floods through, so we definitely needed crocs because walking in flood water in thongs just does not work. No, uh-huh. thong stays behind. Thong stays behind, so crocs yep. is a good thing if you're walking in flood waters, which right. no, would be one tip. That's yep. the first time I've ever heard a practical su- <laughs> thought Suggested for crocs. crocs yeah. <laughs> yes, yep. and yep. I'll be taking them this October. Yep. So and the humidity? Myself. Is the humidity pretty strong? Is it a uh, wet strong. season? Yeah. Right, okay, so yep. it's good to have something that can breathe. Yeah. Cotton, light, nothing very restrictive. That's right, Yeah. absolutely. And cover your skin because of the sun, I guess. Absolutely. So, yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's not too yeah. bad. What so. else would you take that you didn't take last time? Uh, I take less clothes because we've now discovered a laundry, a lovely little laundry lady. And so awesome. I just take it all over the road to this lady and she takes care of me. And, um, yeah, so it's uh, half my bag's full of uh, stuff for a, an orphanage in Sam Reef. So um, we help them out. Um, and... When the primary schools donate felt pens, we take those over as well. Very good. Yeah, and we've got two primary schools here that are supporting us too, which is wonderful. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, that's Meredith and that's Gary. Fantastic for joining us here on Detours. We thank you so much. And all the best to the Children of Cambodia, your uh, not-for-profit organisation that's doing some brilliant work. Well done. Congratulations. It's such an honour and a privilege to have you on the show. Thank you. And thank you for the opportunity. And thank you for great detours, Mark. We'll be back next week. See you next week, Greg. Probably on Saturdays. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. To find out more about Joy 94.9, check out joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.